friends. Welcome. You're listening to the Photo Concierge Podcast, and I'm Leah Reif. I'm so glad that you're here, and I can't wait to share some tips, tricks, and advice for having a great photo session, planning wedding photos really well, and allowing you to be present and have fun at your photo session. Think of this as your friendly neighborhood photographer's advice, and let's get into it. Welcome back to another episode of the Photo Concierge Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Today I wanted to talk about wedding ceremony tips. So I just jotted down some of my tips that I can think of for wedding ceremonies after photographing quite a few and different kinds. And I wanted to share them with you today. And you can keep these in mind. These are more photo-related tips. So just if you're really wanting, um, you know, to make sure that we can get those shots that are just, like, really great and the ceremony shots that are going to be um, kind of what you're envisioning, these tips might help give you some of those uh, photos. So these are in no particular order, and I'm just going to kind of chat through some of these. So my first tip is when you are walking down the aisle to the ceremony site, walk slowly and tell your uh, wedding party to walk slowly. You don't have to be slow-mo or anything, but it's so funny. A lot of times, I think you're just so excited to get married, people walk really fast down the aisle. It's okay. I put my camera on a certain setting for the aisle shots um, so that we can, you know, account for the movement. But it does kind of help when you walk just at a moderate pace down the aisle. And on the flip side, walking slowly back up the aisle after you have had your first kiss and you're turning around and walking back, uh, you know, meander back if you want. And that gives us some extra time to get those really fun shots of you walking back. Um, I always try to tell couples like, hey, if you want to kiss on the way back, um, that's a really cool shot to get with like all your guests around. I try to get them sometimes, if if the setting is right, I try to get my couple to do a little smooch right at the end of the aisle. And literally, you can see all your guests and they're all like, oh, it's so fun. Um, so yeah, one more tip for the aisle If you love the idea of a send-off photo or, like, sparkler photo, those kinds, that kind of vibe, an option, but maybe, like, you don't want to have a formal send-off, you just more like the idea of that photo, an option is to do that during your exit from your, your ceremony. So I've seen, I've had a couple 
do little flower petals that they have their guests throw on the way back. And it's so pretty and really cool for photos. And it kind of gives you that vibe of like the send off um, without having to wait till the end of the night. And it looks great in like any light. Um, I've also had a couple who did, they got married at a church and um, they kind of exited out the church doors uh, on their way to, well, we were going to do photos, but that kind of time between the ceremony and the reception where guests were going to head off for cocktails and such, guests lined up outside the church doors and the couple exited out and, you know, circled back around for photos. But that was a great way to allow guests to move on to the next part of the celebration. And we got a really neat photo op there. Um, so I also wanted to talk about your officiant. So I think it's becoming a little more common, but if you can and want to, and it feels appropriate, you can ask your officiant as they are announcing you as being married to step to the side and that would allow for the photo of your first kiss to be just you two. So a lot of times your sweet officiant is standing behind you and that's like really normal because that's where they were standing for your ceremony. But sometimes um, if it feels appropriate, you can ask them to gently step aside and um, that can be really fun to get that first kiss shot. And when you do that first kiss, kiss a few times. You don't have to do a little quick peck. You can, you know, draw it out a little bit. And that helps with photos too. Um, We've never missed a first kiss, but there have been some real fast ones. And it's so funny when we're anticipating that moment. But uh, yeah, you can draw it out if you want. Um, Another one that I wanted to share was if you are getting married in, let's say, a church, sometimes churches have special rules for photographers. Um, I've found this to be the case more for like Catholic churches and just the more traditional ceremonies. Um, usually there's um, an attendant there who is representing the church and they will be pretty strict on where us photographers can and cannot go and then certain equipment that we can and cannot use. So sometimes we're not allowed to go past a certain point in which case we would need to use a different lens. Other times we're not allowed to use flash photography, which I typically don't try to do if I can for ceremonies in general, but sometimes churches can be really dark. So if I am able to use flash for at least the aisle shots, I will, you know, speak with the attendant or the officiant ahead of time and just get their permission and then I'll turn it off for the ceremony. But just to keep in mind, if you are getting married in more of a um, traditional setting like a church, it would be really great to ask your contact there, you know, what are the rules for photographers and just see how kind of strict they are and then communicate that to your photographer. I do always ask that on my questionnaire to couples when we're planning out their timeline um, because I don't want to walk into a a venue and kind of be surprised if I'm not allowed to move around and I want to make sure my gear is going to be appropriate for the space. So I just wanted to throw that tip in as well. If you're in a more um, 
non-traditional setting or just like a more typical wedding venue, there's typically never any rules about that. And then some of the things that I've seen that I feel like are kind of hit or miss for couples for their ceremonies. I And I don't want this to be controversial, but Ring Bearer and Flower Girl, like, you don't need to have anybody do that if you don't want to. I I know that um, it's such a cute little photo op and it's really important to some people. And then other people, they're like, no way. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want a little kid to kind of run down the aisle and be coaxed down the aisle. Um, I don't care. I photograph it, whatever is happening. But um, just so you know, like you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You don't have to do a unity candle or anything like that if you don't want to. Um, there are different options for things like that. Um, I have seen where a couple had a poem read for in lieu of like a unity candle time, and that was really sweet. And the poem like was very applicable for that moment in their ceremony. I've also seen couples do a toast in the middle of their ceremony in lieu of kind of a unity time. And that was really, really cool to photograph. Um, speaking of drinks, it also can be a cool thing to offer guests a drink as they're coming into be seated for your ceremony. And of course, this would depend on where you're getting married and kind of the setting probably not a very, um, you know, church traditional ceremony that probably wouldn't be appropriate for that. But let's say you have an outdoor ceremony and it's warmer out. A cool drink can be such a great way for guests to just like sit and enjoy that special time. Um, for your vows, there have been couples I have who they just don't want to read their intimate vows in front of all of their guests. So they say more simple vows during the ceremony, but beforehand they um, read vows that they've written to each other privately. And we do, you know, photograph that if that's an option. Um, Sometimes their videographer will record them reading that. And I think that's a really cool way to keep some things like more private. If that's you, if you're more of a private person, um, you still want to enjoy that ceremony with all your guests witnessing, but maybe you want to keep some things between you and your someone. So um, you can kind of simplify the actual vows that you say and then have a more intentional time to read those. Sometimes that can happen during a first look as well. And it's really beautiful. And a more logist, uh, like kind of a logistical tip is consider your ceremony site and the time of day that you're getting married. So some, and your venue coordinator or your planner who is more familiar with the space could be a great resource for this if you are wondering what time to have it. Um, but the light can definitely be, um, a factor in your photos for if, let's say, your venue is has west-facing windows and the sun is just, like, blaring in, um, that will kind of change how we photograph your ceremony. And, you know, your guests might be having, like, the full sun beating into their eyes. So things like that, like, kind of considering 
what time of day are we thinking about doing this? And maybe going and checking out the space um, around the same time and just see like what it looks like. And often venues will have like different setups that they can do for ceremonies. And like I said before, like they've done so many weddings there. They know the space, they know how the light looks. And it's a really great question to ask your venue coordinator. Um, Your photographer can also be a great resource for that. If you have, let's say, an outdoor wedding, they can tell you like what the light might look like at certain times of the day and, you know, what direction could be a great um, option to face if you have that flexibility with your ceremony setup. Um, yeah, this one's a little more informal, I think, but I just thought it'd be fun to read some of these um, that I had jotted down. I think, oh yeah, for the officiant, you can, um, it's becoming really common to have like a friend officiate. It's really easy to um get all the legalities in order for one to officiate a wedding. And I just love seeing when couples have someone that they love and trust um, be their officiant. I've even had one couple, each of their best friends co-officiated their wedding, and that was super cool. And yeah, I think that was that was all the tips that I came up with today. I just wanted like some really fast, quick, practical tips for you if you are planning a wedding and kind of considering the the ceremony portion. And throughout this podcast, I'll definitely share tips on other parts of the day, but I wanted to talk about ceremony today. So let me know if you have any specific questions. Um, I photographed so many weddings and I've been to so many different setups um, that I have some great advice. If you are looking for some, you can email me at leahrifephoto at gmail.com. You can DM me on Instagram. My handle is will be in the show notes, but it's just leahrife. And you can always check out my website and fill out my contact form. I would love to chat with you if you're planning a wedding and you want to make it really unique to you and intentional and fun. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day and like, rate, share this episode with someone who might be planning and could benefit. All right. Take care. Have a wonderful rest of your day.